Hello, everyone out there, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey, and I'm glad you joined me today. If you'd like to hear more from the Activate Podcast, you can check us out on SoundCloud.com, on iTunes, or on YouTube. All right, we're going to pray and then get right into what the Lord has for us today. God, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that you choose to look at us. You choose to befriend us. God, sometimes I think you're a little obsessed with us because you follow us, God. You care for us. You look out for us. You are uh, Your love for us is abounding and knows no end. And Lord, today I am just blessed and I celebrate the love that you have for me. That God, I might have ups and downs and, and twists and turns in my life, but God, your love is consistent. It never ends and it's more powerful than any other force on the whole planet. God, your love is so big and so great. So Lord, today we thank you for it. And God, I pray that today your word would come alive to us, that God, it would be in our hearts, that it would change our lives, that we would see you for who you are, and we would be astounded, and we would leave this time together with wonder at the greatness of who you are. God, move in our hearts and our lives today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, today we're going to pick back up in Romans chapter 12, and the last time we talked about the whole first part of Romans, and we concentrated a little bit near the end, but today I want to concentrate on one uh, single verse. But have you, have you noticed that lately in our world, you can really review anything, you can um, choose to, to give your, your thumbs up or thumbs down uh, to things. You can um, decide if you're satisfied with your service anywhere, and you could post all about it on different uh, media sites. There's things like Yelp, which reviews. Uh, Yelp is a, a, a app that reviews restaurants and places, and uh, people can go on and post pictures of the food they ate or the, the place that they went and, and the time that they had. And you read the reviews, and we always go through on, on Yelp and read the bad reviews to find out what people didn't like. And Based on other people's opinions, we choose if we're going to go somewhere and try it out or not. And today, I wonder if we gave a Yelp review, if we gave our pictures and our thoughts and our star rating to Jesus, what would it be? And before we all just immediately say, oh, we would give him, you know, 10 stars and the best rating and everything uh, wonderful, I want us to just consider for a moment the depths of our heart the depths of our action, would we rate God, Jesus, as absolutely wonderful? And I think herein lies a problem that many of us honor God, we think highly of God, and yet we feel like part of Him isn't enough for us. I know that sounds terrible to say that part of God isn't enough for us, or there's things in my life that even though I'm a Christian and even though I'm living for Jesus, there's still parts of me that aren't satisfied. There's still parts of me that are broken. There's still parts of me that are longing for something that is not filled. How can this be? Why is this? I thought that Jesus was supposed to fill that little hole in my heart and I was supposed to be made whole and perfect and complete and not lack anything anymore. And I thought that God was going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And I thought I would be just so whole and I wouldn't be so broken because I have Jesus. And yet today, if I were to get on Yelp and to honestly, anonymously, completely anonymously give Jesus a Yelp review, what would my heart say? I know my 
pastor answer. I know my answer if I wasn't anonymous, uh, but what would I really say about this Jesus in my life? Have I felt like he's always really come through? Am I disappointed with things? Do I feel let down with things? Here's a way that we can really tell. When we look at Romans chapter 12, Paul the Apostle is talking to the the church and he's giving them instructions and he's telling them to live as living sacrifices, almost twice dead, like you you were alive as a as a regular natural human, and now you are dead and you are born again into a new person. Not twice dead, but twice alive. You're twice alive, and now your second life, your rebirth is into this Christian life, this spiritual world where you are complete. And he talks about how then you should act and how uh, you should treat people around you and how you should pray continually and be hospitable and to be kind and to serve others. And then near the end, we're going to pick it up in uh, Romans 12, 19. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For scripture says, and then he quotes Deuteronomy, which says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. And then Paul, who's the the ultimate scholar here who knows the scriptures, he goes on then to quote in Proverbs. So he goes, Deuteronomy, Proverbs, and the people hearing, most of them would know these scriptures or know that they at least came from the Jewish Torah, from the the books of old, the books of Moses. And and, uh, verse 20, it says, Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. And then here's the verse we're going to concentrate on, 1221, Romans 1221. It says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Now, what does this have to do with being satisfied in Jesus? If we are completely satisfied in Jesus then we aren't looking for the approval of others. Then we aren't trying to self-protect anymore. If we are truly hidden in Jesus Christ, then we know that we can trust him and that he has our back. And whether people think highly of us and esteem us, or if people think low of us and disrespect us and drive us down, we know the God in whom we are hidden. And at that point, We can feed our enemies. We can give drinks to our enemies. We can sit back and not repay evil for evil because we know who our God is and we are satisfied in Him. And that's where we struggle. Some of us today are not satisfied. Some of us today are not content in Jesus. We see this play out in our actions and then we can't stand our enemies. Our enemies do something to us and we are quick to react. We are quick to judge. We are quick to repay because we take the reins into our own hands. We do not trust in Jesus. We trust only in ourselves. Our Yelp review is so low that we take things into our own hands. And today I want to encourage you to trust in Jesus Christ. To say he is, he is enough for me. I am lacking nothing in him. How do we get to that place? We have to truly see what Jesus gave us. We have to be reminded. We have to remind our very souls. We have to remind our minds. We have to remind our thoughts that the God of the universe truly does love us. That he is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. That he will never leave me. He will never leave you. In every dark moment, he's there. 
In every struggle, he is there. He has never left you. People come and go. But there's someone who has been there since before you were even formed in your mother's womb and someone who will carry you through to your last breath on earth and someone who will greet you on the other side, and that's Jesus. He designed you. He's your maker. He knows you. His plans for your life, his plans for my life are good plans. And the moment I stop trusting him, and the moment I start to think, man, maybe he isn't all that I thought he was, in those moments, we aren't loving people around us. In those moments, we aren't full of the Holy Spirit. In, this mo- in those moments, we, we, we stop being satisfied in Jesus. Today, are you 100% satisfied in Jesus? You get there by going back and counting your blessings. Counting them, naming them one by one by one by one by one. And they go on and on and on. And if it's painful to even say them, it shows us how far away we've gone. If it's painful to even think of them, if we can't even come up with a list more than one or two, then we've started looking at other people. Then we've started uh, volleying back and forth saying, they have more than, than me. I want what they have. It's not fair that they get all of this and I don't. Stop and go back and begin to name your blessings. And even if it's through tear-stained eyes, count your blessings. He has never left you. He has never forsaken you. His promise is that he will bring you to heaven for eternity. He promises that through every trial and heartache, he will never leave you. He saved you from eternal damnation. He saved you from uh, eternity in hell. He remembers your sin no more. He's enough. He's more than enough. He can soothe your very soul. If you'll take time to spend in his presence, he can take all those nasty, grisly things in your life and he can soothe them. There's this thing in the Bible called the balm of Gilead. A balm is like an ointment that you rub on a burn or something that just won't go away when you need something a little bit stronger. And I'll tell you, Jesus is stronger. He is stronger than every attack of the enemy. He is stronger than every other person, every other thing that could come against you. He is stronger. In this verse in Romans, it says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And when you look at different versions of the Bible, they have different words in there for overcome. So instead of saying, do not be overcome with evil, it says to conquer evil, conquer evil. And then another version says, don't let it get the best of you. And still another version says, don't let evil defeat you. Don't let evil defeat you. So when you're in a situation where you're faced with something that's really hard, an enemy is not easy. An enemy is hard. When you are faced with an enemy in your life, don't let them defeat you. Conquer them. The only way is to let God fight your battles. The only way is to let God take revenge and not you. You have to be satisfied in Jesus in order to do it. If you are not satisfied, you'll lash out in your own human understanding. If you're not satisfied, then you'll take matters into your own hands. But when evil comes into your face, when bad comes right up against your door, you can be kind because you're full of the grace of God.
because you are full of the grace of God. So in this moment, if you are not full of the grace of God, you have to find a quiet place alone and spend time, minutes and moments and hours to just pour it out before the Lord. Say, God, if I were to give you a review right now, it wouldn't be good because I'm not satisfied. And he's not afraid of that. God's not afraid of that because he knows he's perfect. And he'll take his sweet time reminding you. He will take his time with you and soothe you with a balm that will fix every rough edge in your heart, every rough edge in your mind, every big block in your mind, everything that you say, this is impossible, God. This person will never change. This situation cannot be moved. God will show you the other side. He will show you something that you never thought of because his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. They're beyond us, beyond our understanding. We can only love our enemies when we first love God. We can only love our enemies when we first love God. We can't offer a drink to our enemies if we don't love God first. Otherwise, we will be conquered. We will be defeated. The best They'll get the best of us. We'll be overcome with evil because evil will come up against us and it will tell us lies and we'll believe them. Evil will come knocking at our door and we'll let it in. See, we don't wrestle against people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against the guy at work or the person at the grocery store or the guy who cut us off in traffic. We don't wrestle against those people. We don't wrestle against the mean person at church or the unfair situation that is happening to us. We don't wrestle against that. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the principalities of this dark world. And these things come at us, and it's not the person coming at us. It's the evil coming at us. And God says, love people. Love people. And so when someone does something evil to us, we love them because we're not fighting them. There's a pastor's wife I knew, and she used to always get mad at the devil. She wouldn't get mad at people. She would get mad at the devil. And she would say, I hate what the devil is doing through that person. She didn't hate the person. She hated the work that the enemy was was doing through them. But she loved them. And we could do the same thing. We can overcome evil. We can defeat evil. We can get the best of evil. We can overcome it. When we're satisfied in Jesus, when we know that our Jesus will come through, when we know that our Jesus is enough, more than enough, that we're satisfied. And then no matter what anybody says or does, we, we are confident in our God. And it's very interesting in Romans chapter 12, and it's interesting for 2018 when we look back here at Romans chapter 12, the next verse so we did the last verse in Romans chapter 12, 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. The next, very next verse. And in, in Romans, Paul wasn't writing in chapters. He wrote this as one whole continual thought. <laughs> Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer, conquer evil by doing good. Everyone must submit to its governing authorities. If all authority comes from God and those in position of authority have been placed there by God, 
So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for this very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes, too, for the same reason. For government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. First, we have to be satisfied, friends, in Jesus. We have to be satisfied in Jesus. Otherwise, we can quickly look at authority, whether in government or in other areas that we serve and live. And we can hate them and we can rebel against them and say, well, I don't have to listen because I think something different. But when we're satisfied in Jesus, we realize that we don't war against people, that this is a bigger war, this is a spiritual war, and God's already won. And we can be at peace with our government. We can be at peace with the things that are going on in the sense that we obey because that's what the Bible tells us to do. Mother Teresa is one of my favorite saints, and she saints as in a child of God. Mother Teresa said, we should be thankful to the poor among us because we owe them a debt. We owe them a debt because they are poor so that we can learn how to give. They are poor so that we can learn how to give. They are teaching us how to give. They are laying down their lives so that we can walk through a growth in ours. And I think with so many areas of our lives, if we would look at it from God's angle, if we would step back and take a look and realize that these hard situations in our lives, government officials, uh, just every hard situation you're facing right now, that maybe, just maybe, it's set there to teach you something. And most likely that something is reliance on the King of Kings. It's to remind you that God really is in control, even though things look a mess in your mind and in your eyes. We can trust that there is a majestic king who sits on a throne, who rules over nations and kings and rules over our very lives, who created us in our mother's womb, who designed us on purpose to walk through this very moment. And he promises never to leave us or forsake us. And he will see us through even this. He will see us through. And there's a a Max Lucado quote that says, uh, God will see us through not somehow, but triumphantly. And I believe that that God will see us through our situations, not just by the skin of our teeth, not just by happenstance, but triumphantly he will see us through. And we might not see that triumph for years to come. It may take a while to look back and say, okay, God, now I see why you walked me through that. You got me ready for the next thing. It happened time and time again with uh, the accounts in the Old Testament, how God used hard situations in people's lives to prepare them for the next thing that he had for them to do. Maybe, just maybe, this difficult situation is for your preparation. Maybe it's for your growth of character. But you know when you love an enemy that you're trusting Jesus. You know when you give a drink to your enemy that you're trusting Jesus. And it reminds you that people are not who we war against, but it's the evil one, it's the devil, it's the principalities and demons of this dark world that we're fighting against. And we fight them 
with love. We fight them with kindness. Like the verse said that it's like heaping uh, burning coals on their head. Evil wants us to be evil with them. Evil wants us to repay evil with evil. Evil wants us to take revenge. Evil wants us to, uh, to copy what they're doing. When they shove us, they want us to shove them back. When they hurt us, we should hurt them back. But God's way is so different. When you're hurt, you turn around and bless. When you're slandered, you turn around and you love. You don't repay evil with evil, but you overcome it. You are victorious. You are a conqueror. You have defeated it. You got the best of it by loving. And our humility and our reliance on God allows us to do that. So today, I want you to just really think, if you were to give God a rating, are you satisfied? Are you completely hidden in Jesus? And if you're not, then it just takes that time spent with Jesus, that honest heart search where you say, God, I want you to be in control of every area of my life. God, I want to, to be satisfied and full of you. So God, just like it says in Second Peter, give me everything that I need to live life and to live it your way. Fill me completely with your spirit. And ask him to give you that balm of Gilead, that balm that covers those rough areas so that you can love your enemies. Let's pray together. God, I thank you again for sticking closer than a brother. You are that friend that doesn't leave us, that listens, that cares, that shepherds us. You are wise. You are mighty. God, when we go back and we begin to count our blessings, we can't even number them. When we begin to count our blessings and we truly begin to see all that you've saved us from, all that you've brought us through, and all that you promise us, we can't even list those blessings. So God, I, I pray that today we would be satisfied in you. God, I pray that today we would have more than enough in you. Help us to rely on you. Help us to love our enemies. Help us to realize the depth of love that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.